0: Welcome back to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that you're encouraged by what you hear. We're going to share an encouraging devotion from the letter of 1 John. We've been in 1 John this week, and we're we're wrapping that up today and tomorrow. But first, I just want to ask you for prayer. If you're listening to this podcast episode on time, then you're listening to it on a Thursday. And this evening, we have members of our church who'll be going out as part of our outreach ministry. We have teams who will go out to share the gospel, to pray, or to encourage people in Jesus' name. It's always a, it's a really exciting opportunity to see how we can minister in the Lord's name. And I just want to ask you to pray for us as we wrap up our fall semester. We have been really blessed by a strong movement of God's spirit so far. And I would love it if our entire church family prayed for us tonight as our teams go out at 540. So be praying tonight. All right, well, with that, I want to introduce my dialogue partner for the morning, Brick Sager, a member of our staff. Hey, Brick, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Well, thanks for joining me for the podcast. Uh-huh. So Brick's uh, wife, Cassidy, is typically our co-host, and she's the mastermind behind the podcast, but Brick, it's really great to have you representing the Sager family today. Thank you. Good to be here. So Brick, so, do you want to go ahead and let everybody know the topic? Today's topic is a little bit peculiar. I just want to go ahead and tell you up front, if you're taking your kids to school, it's fine to keep listening. It's We're going to stay out of the weeds, uh, but... I just want you to know, very interesting topic. What is it, Brick? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about, uh, in 1 John, the Antichrist. All right, so Antichrist is a pretty big topic. And I specifically want to introduce our church family to what John says about the Antichrist. Because in two passages, he talks about the Antichrist in chapter 2 and in chapter 4. And he gives us what I think is a very healthy refocus. All right, so to begin in the beginning... I'll read chapter 2, verse 18. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it's the last hour. So John gives his church some particular encouragement about the Antichrist. First, he acknowledges that in general, even in the first century, believers knew that one day there would be somebody who opposed Christ for the last time. But John wants to redirect our focus, not to this last one enemy that will face Christ and his church. But John says, you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, but I'm warning you that even now many Antichrists have come. And in John's letter, you're going to find that who he's identifying as these Antichrists, these people who are working against Christ, they actually used to be part of the church. They were the false teachers that led the believers astray. So ultimately, what I want to encourage with this podcast is, while some parts of the church and a lot of people in the church are really fixated on who the Antichrist might be one day or where he'll rise up from what nation, I want to encourage us that maybe John's advice is extremely practical to worry locally, to think more about the negative influences in our life right now that are causing us to wander from Christ or take our focus off of him. I guess what I'm saying is that if John were our guest on the podcast today, I sort of think he would warn the church that while we can be aware of a final enemy of christ we can 't miss all the local or present enemies that would distract our focus from following Jesus. We might find a much healthier rhythm for our Christianity um, if we if we stopped fixating just on one ultimate enemy and thought about all the influences that are distracting us from christ so i 'll walk through that in john 's world. It was false teachers it was It was a group of people who were part of the church but were not regenerate, that were denying that Jesus came in the flesh to redeem the world. And those teachings set the church off kilter. I'll, I'll read a little bit more, and I'll show you how that comes together. So in verse 19, we find that these false teachers have left the church now, and John tells everybody to relax. They were never really part of the regenerate church. And then he moves on to describe their teaching some more. They went out from us, verse 19, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going out showed that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. John's goal is to keep his church family connected to the truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of Jesus. And for John, anything or anybody that is distracting your attention from Christ and from his gospel, from allowing your life to revolve around Jesus, they're taking you away from your center. And those people, those teachers or leaders or influences for John are anti-Christs. Literally, they're working against Christ in your life. Verse 22, who is the liar? It's whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist. John defined the Antichrist in the first century. And John's focus wasn't on an end time world leader. John's focus was more local. It's interesting to me in church history that we have speculated about who the Antichrist might be for thousands of years. And we've assigned the label Antichrist to world leaders, to church leaders, to people inside the church, people outside the church for centuries. And so far, apparently, we've been wrong every time. Mm -hmm. I think that a healthy habit for the church would be to take John's counsel and realize that while we should be on guard for every enemy of Christ and for the ultimate enemy of Christ, we shouldn't become so consumed with that pursuit that we miss all the influences that surround us today that take our mind off of Jesus and his gospel. In chapter four, John returns to the same teaching, and I want to I show our church family where that comes in. Chapter four, verse one. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. John was less interested in the person, ultimately, Antichrist and more interested in the spirit that would drive him, in Satan himself, in in demonic influence, but even maybe in a way that's more worldly, just everything and everyone who takes our attention off of Jesus Christ. So John wrote to this church and said, I know that you're all interested in the Antichrist. You've all heard about him and you're worried about him. But I'm telling you, to concentrate more on the many antichrists that have already come, that are already around us and are leading us astray with false gospels or just with a pursuit of worldly things and are trying to detach you from the truth that you heard from the beginning. So the point of our podcast this morning, everybody stop. Take a moment and reflect. Like, Are you still following Christ? Like, Are you still close to him? Is he still the center? Is his gospel still the pursuit of your life? If not, what's drawing you away from that? Is it idolatry? Is it covetousness? Is it, is, it, is it an interest in another thing? Or to be more personal, is it a person? Is it, is it an influence? Maybe maybe if you're one of our Cardinville kids and you're headed off to middle school or elementary school, you know, I'm not calling your friends the Antichrist, but if your friends are influencing you away from Jesus, do you recognize that there's a danger in that in your life? And you should reject that and you should pursue Christ. If you're older um, and you're so worried about what somebody else thinks of you and their influence over you is, is it causing you to shift from the faith of your childhood and you're moving farther from Jesus and becoming much more worldly, maybe it's making you more popular or you, you're conforming to the image that's expected by your peers. Maybe you're even a, a hero or a celebrity in your own small world by conforming this way, but you recognize that this is taking you away from your roots in the gospel of Jesus, that he's not your shepherd anymore, then, then John would warn you today in our podcast, John would warn you that you should watch out for the many antichrists that are around us. And I'm not calling the people evil. I don't know your friend's intent. I don't know the teachers you're listening to. I don't know the things that are drawing you away from the Lord. But I just want to ask our whole church family to stop today and look around and say, wait a minute. What is drawing me away from the person the character, and the teachings of Jesus Christ. What's wooing me away from his gospel? And I'm going to say that for generation after generation of the body of Christ, of the church, more damage has been done by these small influences that are taking our focus off Jesus Mm -hmm. than will be done for one generation one day by one world leader. And so John's teaching is actually very healthy for us, like life-giving. Stop and look around you. What's drawing you away from your relationship with Jesus Christ? So church family, uh, I want to encourage you to reconnect with Jesus, to evaluate your life, and just if you're wandering, if you're moving away, catch that today. Put it in check and draw yourself near to King Jesus Christ. Brick, thanks for being with me today. Thanks, Ben.